Hello there, and welcome to the Marketing SOS Show. My name is Eric Yee, and on this show, the purpose of this show is for me to talk to listeners like you and help you with whatever questions or issues you have in the realms of marketing and business. That's what I'm here for, and that's what I've done for the past 55 episodes. This is episode 56 of the show, so thank you so much for helping me get to this point. And also a first on the show is a new kind of question. This isn't a typical small business question that we've, we have so much of in the past or a career question. This is a question looking at the use of social media, whether one company should use it or not. So on this week's episode, Jess has emailed us, emailed me rather, and her company is used to working with other partners, wholesalers or retailers to push their products. And they haven't done a lot of marketing or advertising for themselves. They have relied a lot on their channel partners to help them. But now they're moving into new channels, new avenues, where they got to ramp things up. So let's hear from Jess just after this. So Jess writes, Hey Eric, we are an established brand, although not a household name, that is in many large retail stores and Amazon across the globe. Because of our relationship with retail buyers, we had done zero marketing, but a lot of wholesale revenue. I was hired to manage all e-commerce and wholesale customers, and it has evolved to include our new website and social marketing. Right now, we are paying a company $2,500 a month to manage our Instagram and Facebook accounts for calendar planning, organic posts, and boosting. No pure ads. I guess they could be considered a content manager. If we aren't doing much for ads, do I really need social? Instead of paying for the content managers, should I only pay for a Facebook ad manager? I understand people say you should use organic social for brand awareness and authority. If that is the case, I shouldn't care about traffic to my site or revenue via social and probably only follower growth, engagement, reach, etc. Because we are so sales and revenue focused, I'm just having a hard time wrapping my brain around the use or value of Instagram and Facebook as it is. Now, I also know that our site has a lot of room for growth as direct-to-consumer can be big volume. Also, for your information, we're investing more heavily in 2020 in SEO, search engine optimization, and email platform. I'm just not sure if the way we're doing Instagram right now will help with site growth or not. So Jess, thank you for writing in. And as a bit of a recap on your question, uh, your company sells a product, likely some kind of consumer packaged good. Your goods are pushed in front of end consumers by your retail and wholesale partners. Typically, you've done channel marketing, selling yourself and products into these retail and wholesale channels and educating them enough, providing them with materials for them to sell your product. So your first question, if you aren't doing much for ads, do you really need social? Well, (laughs) it totally depends. It depends on how much internal resources you want or are willing to put towards it and really what your ultimate goals are going to be. You mentioned your company is very sales and revenue focused. So I can see where there would be pushback, perhaps internally towards dedicating resources towards an area that doesn't have an immediate return on investment and can demonstrate a positive return. Social media has several ways to look at it. Yes. You did mention it can be used for building brand awareness and authority, which don't always translate neatly 
into monetary benefits on a balance sheet. Both of those can have huge long-term net positive impacts to your organization and both reputation and sales. Social media can keep your brand top of mind with consumers and ultimately amplify your reach instead of you having to pay for your ads to reach the same audience. If you're already planning to heavily invest in search engine optimization, SEO, and email platforms in 2020, social media can help with that. I've built a big email list largely through web traffic and social media in the past. Social media is great for discovery and can help contribute towards search engine optimization. Now, without dissecting uh, what your content manager is doing with social media, it's a little difficult to tell you whether or not you're using it properly. I do think in terms of being a customer-facing brand and having an e-commerce website, having a presence on Instagram and social media in general and doing things to try to get that organic reach, organic content, and just having a presence and interacting with your customers there is probably a good thing to do. Now, look and see exactly how your team is doing it and whether or not they're doing it well. Look at your competitors, look what other people are doing, and judge them based on that. Now, I do think that if you are making a play for a consumer-facing e-commerce site especially, you should have both a content manager and an ads manager. Now, an ads manager can help you reach people beyond your social following, but also delivering ads to your existing audience who already are fans of yours will help with conversions. They already know you and hopefully trust you. This is what people in sales would call a warm lead. It's not like cold calling. People already know you and they're aware of you. Now, perhaps you don't find someone that's just a Facebook ads manager. If you're doing e-commerce, you'll probably eventually want to grow into other forms of paid traffic, like Google Shopping, Google Ads, and probably even display ads and some retargeting as well. Retargeting being those ads that follow you around from one website to the next, trying to get you back to the website. So perhaps start with a Facebook ads manager that can do ads on Instagram and Facebook, but potentially down the line or in the near future, look at investing in paid ad or paid traffic specialist who can help you across multiple mediums. Now, social media is also going to help you discover and participate in customer service-related issues, which you will definitely face in a direct-to-consumer environment, whether this is people asking you questions and you securing them and making sure they're a customer, or these could be people that have issues with their package, the tracking, all those things. You want to make sure that now that you're participating in the consumer space, that you don't get left behind. People are going to be having these conversations with or without you being there. It's always good to interject and answer them. And they're going to be asking you questions. They're going to want help. So you're going to have to look at doing that as well to make sure you have the correct responses that can be both helpful, educational, and take care of the customer and keep them as a customer for that next purchase. Bottom line is that moving into consumer space, you need to find people where they are. People aren't just using Google to search for solutions or discovering things. They're using social media and many different social media platforms you need to decide which are worth investing in with your time and resources. So Jess, thank you for writing with your question. And it was an interesting one. It's definitely a new ground for your company. Working within channel partners like retailers and wholesalers is a completely different beast than using direct-to-consumer marketing. Now, it's not entirely different, but in many ways, the tactics, the tone, and the way you approach things 
are going to be completely different than what you've done in the past. You're not just winning over one buyer at one company. Now you have potential to win over millions of buyers in whatever area it is you're competing in. So good luck with that, Jess. Let me know how it goes. It's a really interesting question. And I'm excited for you to delve in and learn all these new skills and areas to explore in marketing. Now, this is definitely an exciting case in the fact that here's a company that's changing how they operate. They're doing well in one area, but they're expanding. They're looking for new sources of revenue. And those are always the best opportunities. We don't have to change your core business. So this business isn't changing what they produce, likely. They're just finding new ways to monetize it new avenues to generate revenue. Now, I think a lot of people get so stuck in running on that hamster wheel and just making that current model work that they're leaving so much money on the table by overlooking what else is possible, what other ways you can monetize and leverage your existing assets to make you more money. So follow Jess's company's example and look around and figure out how else can you monetize your existing business or your existing product. And another thing you should do is leave me a ratings and review on iTunes. The Marketing SOS Show needs you. And thank you to everyone who has already done this. You're helping to grow the show, and I truly appreciate it. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. My name is Eric Key, and until next time, I am out.